This week's episode is brought to you by Patchworks, our lovely synth shop here in the Pacific Northwest, located in the Wallingford neighborhood of Seattle. They have a new shop. It's lovely. It's gorgeous. I was just there the other day. Got myself some synths that I want to talk about later. Um, But we're talking about Patchworks right now. And I know what you're thinking. Tim, what if I don't live in Seattle? Well, then you head over to Patchworks.com, you dangus. P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com for all your synthesizer needs. They carry brands like Novation, 4MS, WMD, Make Noise, After Later Audio, Schlappy Engineering, Yamaha. Um, You can get yourself a Hydra synth like I just did. Um, You name it, they got it. Not just modular. Anything you need for your recording studio or your live rig. Over at Patchworks.com. P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. Welcome back to Podular Modcast. I'm Tim. This week we're talking with Kay Loggins, aka Time Warp. That's warp with a H, W-H-A-R-P, Time Warp. Um, we're going to get into Kay's process, a little bit of her background. What I really like about this conversation is we kind of just started going, um, and that's how I can tell that, that it's going to be a good episode. So buckle up. That's coming up in a moment. Um... But if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that I'm in the process of packing and moving because we bought a house down in Tacoma, Washington, and I'm pretty excited about that, but it is making um, doing everything else I'm supposed to do very difficult. And the reason I bring this up is uh, we we may have to skip a week next week of episodes. What I'm going to try to do, if I can find the time though, is um, maybe do like a little gear roundup where I go into some depth on some of the new gear that I've got and some of the stuff that I've recently demoed. Um, That's the plan. I don't have time to conduct interviews and edit them right now. So thank you for your patience as uh, we switch locations and get the uh, the new PodMod headquarters set up. I'm very excited about that. So in other news, um, unfortunately, our friend Alex, a.k.a. Nasty Nachos, a.k.a. Alex106, um, a.k.a. WMD Alex, last weekend, he was uh, going to get some food right before uh, sound check at a show he's going to play with for the Colorado Modular Synth Society. And he's okay for the most part. He just just a broken wrist. So I, I feel like I have to say that before I say what happened to him. But he got hit by a car, a hit and run. Um... So, yeah, if you haven't yet, send out some well wishes to Alex. And Alex, if you're out there, man, I hope you're doing well. It's weird. We were just hanging out, and uh, we just played a show together. It's just weird to think, like, what if I, what if I was about to play a show, and then my buddy who was going to play with me, you know, didn't come back for sound check after a while, and somebody had to come back and be like, yeah, somebody just hit him with a car, and he's in the hospital. It's fucking crazy. So, yeah, Alex... We wish you a speedy recovery, buddy. I don't know why, but I feel like kind of gossipy now after reporting that. I just mostly wanted to share that with you so you could all reach out to Alex and tell him that you feel that, that you're thinking of, him. you know, probably feel good. But that does give me an idea. I think I should pivot PodMod to become a, um, a gossip show about 
all the comings and goings and successes and failures and fashion trends of the various synthfluencers within our scene. What do you guys think? I think that's a good idea. Um, what if I got a shirt that said synthfluencer on it? and wore aviator glasses and slicked my hair back and then went to trade shows. I think people would finally take me seriously. This week's episode is brought to you by Secret Artworks. For chefs at any level looking to spice up old favorites or a newcomer in the kitchen, Secret Aardvark's sauces and marinades are the perfect partner in crime for that finely crafted moxie you can use time and time again. I highly recommend starting with the Fabulous Foursome. It's the perfect way to try every delicious sauce that they make. You'll get one of each of the current Secret Aardvark sauces. So what does that include? That includes the classic Secret Aardvark habanero sauce, which I think is the perfect balance between flavor and heat. And then you get the Sarabanero green hot sauce, and then the drunken garlic black bean sauce, which has kind of um, exploded my brain, Um, and then the drunken jerk Jamaican marinade. Head over to secretardvark.com to learn more. And we're going to get into this episode momentarily, but first, let's do a little demo. Let's uh, let's check out this uh, Inertia from New Systems Instruments. Uh, inertia is a universal movement simulator. It generates output curves from input stimuli and the weight of its own motion. That is, its inertia. So what does that all mean? Well, basically, it means it's a lot of things in one, I think. Uh, it's a rich oscillator with five plus octaves, uh, an LFO divider, a filter with controllable resonance from a light touch to screaming glitches. Excuse me, I can't talk. Um, But while I'm on the filter, that's what you hear below. I'm actually just running um, just a chord from Bleep Loop 2000 directly into the inertia, and then I'm controlling all four of the VC controllable parameters with uh, the boundary from Schlappy Engineering, uh, a triangle wave from the Benjolin, and a couple uh, triangle LFOs from uh, the DivKid and Instro Oct. Um, so yeah, but what else can it do? Uh, it can be an envelope generator with nuanced, natural sounding control over the minutiae of the attack and decay stages. Um, it can also be an intuitive sine wave skew LFO, a phase locked loop, a voltage controlled exponential slew limiter, a slew limiter with controllable overshoot and set settling like a woggle bug, um, a percussive sound generator and more uses that um, I haven't quite got to yet. So basically, it's I, I've, I've been using it up until this patch as uh, you know, like a a, a really really fun uh, slew generator, slew limiter, uh, feeding all sorts of fun stuff through it uh, to then use the inertia to control things like filters. But then I just realized that it can be used as a filter, so I wanted to uh, to try that out. So yeah, that's what's been going on under my voice. It's a relatively new module for me, and with the packing process and stuff, I haven't had a whole lot of time to spend with it, but you know how I like to demo modules and slowly get to know them over a a span of time, so we're going to be hanging out with the Inertia for the next couple weeks, and uh, yeah, if you want more information, you can go to the link in the show description, New Systems Instruments, the Inertia. Someone involved in 
involved with um, creme work in college. Oh, yeah. I yeah. worked with someone that, uh, yeah, is involved with that. I've never been though, but it seems fun. Yeah. Creme work is a great club and there's a, the, the, the timber room or timbre room. I don't know which they call it, but it's, it's kind of like a sub venue there. B-R-E. Uh, yeah. Would be the timbre room. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people call timbre timber though. Like, and then there's that band timber. I, is it timber th- timber or I, is it timber I th- timber? I think those, I think those individuals are simply incorrect. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're 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 packing up, and part of like, I'm always switching my modules from case to case, so I've got like loose modules everywhere, and I'm oh, loading goodness. it into the, my big case, and it's like, it's so boring to do that. It just takes that so sounds, long. Yeah, that sounds very tedious. I love how we find a um, a line of work that is so dependent on like frequent, uh, you know, setups. Like my yeah. studio, I don't yeah. have duplicates of most of my things for live performance. So basically uh-huh. anytime I have a show, I have to kind of like take everything apart and mm-hmm. put my studio back together when I get home. And yeah, I've always had this delusion and I'm still like, I don't know, like I'm calling it a delusion and I know it's that, but I'm, I have this idea in my head of like, okay, well I just bought a house and I've got a dedicated room for my studio. Um, and I'm going to set it up to where I never have to tear it apart again. But I know that's not true. Like you always have to, and it's, yeah, it's a you constant have to invest explosion. in such a specific way to mm-hmm. avoid that problem, I think. Yeah. And then it just becomes patch a storage bay. problem. Right. Yeah. I honestly, I have a patch bay and uh, don't use it that much. Yeah. But I don't have enough stuff for it. So overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to find that out, but I think I can get one for cheap and I'm going to at least, I'm going to try, you know. But um, but I don't know why we're talking about my shit when I asked you <laughs> yeah. on to talk about it. Um, I found out about you through our mutual love of Office Hours, the Tim Heidecker and uh, yeah, Doug I was Lusen actually Hop. just watching the beginning of the show right before uh, we got on. I know I um, saw, I saw that it was uh, I got the Patreon in you know invite or whatever to go into the zoom and i was like oh i feel bad that i'm yeah i'm, mis- I'm making k miss today's episode <laughs> well i was like i'm not gonna go in because i can't afford to have to leave but <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> i i spoke with them last week so it's okay i got yeah <laughs> so I um, to go try to try to like keep that uh not not too much on that, right you know right. not bomb the zoom show up you know exactly yeah like make an appearance you know yeah <laughs> so <laughs> you know. i'm i'm curious did they call you out because your name is k loggins and they like, um, like, you know, I, I've talked about this and with some friends and I don't know. I mean, I think like, honestly, the first thing about office hours is like, I mean, the fan base is like very dedicated and, you know, very, um, uh, very kind and it's a great community, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, not the most diverse. So right, right. I, yeah, I think, and he, and they know that and like yeah. they, they, they play on that and it's, I think they deal with that in like a healthy way. But I, yeah, I, I do think like if you're not just like a typical Tim and Eric appearing fan, like <laughs> your physical body, I think that they tend to call on you more, yeah. call on women. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Tim's mother's name is Kay. So take, oh, take, okay. take okay. with that what you will, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah i mean that is my name uh and like you know they love the kenny loggins bit uh-huh. my dad's name is actually kenny loggins but he's not that kenny loggins that is amazing um, yeah <laughs> he's actually kenny loggins jr so there's another but both both of those kenny loggins were born before the uh the famous one. Oh wow 
he probably had a rough time then in his like what yeah. 30s i i don't even know i mean whatever <laughs> he can handle it i guess yeah. that's his, his problem yeah uh but yeah it's uh there's definitely a lot of k names in my family too so uh yeah 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 i get i get it all the time you know honestly like not a not a big like i don't dislike kenny Loggins, um but i've never really felt like drawn to his music maybe right. maybe i'm maybe i'm projecting because of this whole thing but uh yeah yeah um there is a really nice edit of this is it by kenny Loggins by the producer matthias zimmerman um from germany i think uh okay. that i really enjoy and i like playing that out and that's uh <laughs> maybe that's like my fun thing i'll do with the name and keep it at that yeah yeah <laughs> But so sorry, long story short, yeah, no. I think that might have that might have partially been why uh, initially the initial call. Yeah, it sounds like it was kind of conver- a convergence of like a, a multitude of factors there. Right. Um. Yeah. So anytime anybody shows up on the show, because uh, I like to t- I, I most of their recommendations, whether it's music or movies or anything like that, I check out, and it's they've got like a a ninety nine point nine success yeah, rate yeah. for me. Um. So when I heard them talking to you and then mentioning that you were like an electronic producer, I instantly went and checked out your stuff because like I don't feel like there's a lot that doesn't get a lot of coverage on the show, you know, because it's not really Tim's thing. But um, yeah, I know. I feel like I feel like Doug kind of chimes in sometimes with those like bits and and has Mm -hmm. his, you know, he's got his little like Aphex twin corner or whatever. Yeah, right. right. um, (laughs) I I think that that uh, I think that needs yeah that could be explored more i mean they had what's her face um i forget her name right now the, lisa the, belladonna the, yes that yeah. was really cool mm-hmm. um i don't yeah i don't even think that it's like even an aesthetic choice i just think it's literally like you know they just have their their people they're fans of and they're so totally. busy it's like yeah so um yeah I, I told tim that like i was uh I didn't bring up the music stuff like when I was on the show. I just had I came with a bit, you know. I was just yeah. there to like do the show. Um and yeah, I think it was like he actually it was Twitter or something. It was like after he followed me on Twitter, then he checked the music out and then he, when he mentioned it, I was like, "Oh, like I I would have just shown Doug my music because right. like yeah. I feel like that's more in his ballpark and mm-hmm. you know, I guess that was funny or something." Um Yeah. But yeah, well, that's like such a such a wild um and like enriching surprise in my life to like have someone that I, you know, look up to in such a way, like who's been a part of my like, you know, media diet for like uh, so long, you uh-huh, know, to like take uh-huh. notice of that is like, ex- I'm so grateful for that, like yeah. community and that experience for sure. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. It was when I, when I got on, cause Lisa, Lisa Belladonna is a friend of mine. So I was just like super stoked to see her on the show and I had no idea if she was going to be on the show. So I went into the, the after hours zoom and I got like Matt was like calling me into the chat and I was shaking when I was on like because yeah Tim and Doug have been like yeah like you said media diet I think that's a good way yeah, to put it yeah. like, for so long like and also like the thing I th- I think so many people don't know is I mean like Eric Wareheim's part of this as well but but sure. Doug is Doug especially and like Tim Tim's stuff and Doug uh, with the editing is like so influential like not even just in like alt comedy or stuff but just like everyone's like you know like like i think that like a lot of commercials you know like the way commercials are the way commercials are like structured now or like funny commercials are supposed to be like you know structured or written um which has infiltrated its way into like i don't know i 
I, I even have a theory like some of like TikTok humor and stuff like mm-hmm. comes from like that kind of like editing style and and uh, such like a ripple effect. And they're just Definitely. like chilling on this show, like not really. <laughs> and it like doesn't get you know. That's what it's what's so humbling about it is like they're just like you know. There's no way yeah. to quantify the credit that's deserved for that, but it is such a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was something that I I, I like wanted to try you like you just really articulated that well but that was something that I wanted to try to talk to Doug about when I had him on this just like but how do you say like what's it you know how does it feel to be like have such a a hand in the way that just like like you said it's even beyond it's just it's beyond alt alt comedy but like just the way Doug edited things it just became like a thing and I, I hope that it doesn't get lost to time I think I think in the future people will you know will be able to credit him and and he'll have you know legendary status in, in whatever way that means but yeah and like musically too i don't know i yeah. think like i think like normalizing like hyper positive uh uh melodic content through like mm-hmm. what they did and like what gavin wood was doing with them like mm-hmm. i don't know totally i mean i think a lot of like stuff i mean the, the obvious one that comes to mind is like pc music but i think just like a lot mm-hmm. of stuff probably wouldn't be the way it is without that being kind of like in people's head cannon or whatever yeah i totally agree um i feel bad that we're just like again i had you on and now we're just talking about uh tim hey, and Eric, i don't care that's, we're, a, we're that's both, a common yeah, yeah. We're, both, we're both heads you know yeah. it's a it's a really great show and it's fun and i don't know it's it's like it's not a great time a lot of people i know are like not having a good time and it's like it's a it's a really positive uh weekly laugh you know yeah I yeah, feel like, I look forward I, to it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like part of something when when there's people like hanging out and stuff. It's very open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want let's 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 talk about your music because sure. well when when Tim was describing it before I went to to check it out, he mentioned that it was ambient, and you do have some ambient stuff out there. Yeah, <laughs> but your more recent Start stuff ambient is like discourse right now. <laughs> it, your let's recent go. stuff's rocking. Like, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's like kind of uh, accidentally. So I didn't really expect to do that as much, but yeah, you know, we got to have a the era, I guess. Yeah, I think um, so. You, you've re- your stuff has reminded me that something that's been kind of baking in my my mental oven as far as like what I want to create has been something that like I want to make music with synthesizers that's really interesting music, but that's not just for people who are into like playing synthesizers. I feel like, especially in the modular world, a lot of the music made is almost for the people who use the technology. And I feel like I get the sense that you are, you definitely love and respect the gear you're using and and have a good like command of it, but you're also like, you're making music that's just so much more accessible but but doesn't but it's not like so accessible that it turns off the people into synths. Like you've you've done a good job of like just like spreading it all out there, which I I'm re- I really respect that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, yeah, I I mean I definitely see where you're where you're going with that, and I don't disagree. I I feel like it happens more like uh, it's I don't know. It's I guess it's more like intuitive than that, or like more by necessity. Um, I don't know how to articulate that, that exactly, but yeah, like I I actually don't really set out to make like accessible music, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like whatever, like, you know, brain worm, like harmony, melodic, like, mm-hmm. uh, 
go-to patterns and like thought processes that I've like worked through the years has just kind of like found me in this place where a lot of the like elements like rhythmic and melodic and harmonic elements just kind of come out in this kind of like uh, simpler way. I don't, I don't necessarily want to call it simple, but I I don't really know another word for it. That's more. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, I don't know. I, this might be, I, I might be getting ahead of myself in the conversation, but, uh, the, this record I just finished, um, like a, a close friend of mine who, um, worked on it with me, called it uh, bimbo jazz. Um, and that was actually, that was actually like a huge compliment. Yeah. Um, because like, because bimification, you know, like that's its whole like subculture and I don't know, I don't need not, not to get into that, but, uh, yeah, like, it really is just like I it's it just kind of has a jazzy groovy kind of like underbelly but I don't have the like um you know I went to school and stuff I dropped out a bunch of times but I never really like was able to like cognitively fully grasp uh the skill of like having all the notes of the scale and like all yep. the different like modal interchange and jazz and like that perfect blue note that kind of makes it gives it that edge and makes it a little mm-hmm. more complex um or that chord change or you know like or like even more proggy stuff too because that's like a part of my past as well you know yeah. i really love listening to that music but like you know i haven't quite been able to like get there like theoretically like in terms of skill so it mm-hmm. just like so so thus i feel like i i end up leaning into the like hyper simplified um parts or at least i have in like some releases and Mm -hmm. probably will in the future i feel like everything is very like album based for me but yeah especially this record and this like group of uh tracks like Mm -hmm. the stuff you just described is more we're doing like the b-sides first for this record so all these tracks are kind of like loose ends from the the record time period Uh um yeah um and yeah it does kind of have this very like um mixolydian like uh like you know a lot of fifths like Mm -hmm, a lot mm -hmm. of really simple stuff and arpeggios and you know kind of just like you think like oh there's a synth and it's like doing a arpeggio of fifths it's like Uh this doesn't sound you know like (laughs) yeah yeah it sounds pretty basic but like you know it's I don't know. There is like a je ne sais quoi that I can't quite like describe that. I, uh, I feel like other people are probably better at describing that in my music than others, but, um, well, I, I, I actually like, I feel like I work in the exact same way. I, I, I don't, I'm not well versed in, in music theory. And I, I was just joking with my friend the other day that, um, what I make is either extremely dark and cinematic. And that's usually like, um, modular music because I'm not actually playing anything, but I'm like a guitarist, um, you know, and drummer by, you know, from my, from childhood. And when I, I told them when I try to make actual songs that aren't on module with anything else, they end up coming out kind of twee or like, you know, like yeah, really like I, almost yeah. like video gamey. Like I very uh, much relate to that. Yeah. Um, and it's, and I, and I, and I think I, I kind of put that same thing on myself as like, uh, it's because I don't have the knowledge of how to put in, like you said, like that blue note to make it more interesting, but I've also leaned into it. Like I just worked on this project um, that was I, made for a very specific thing that was supposed to be positive. And I ended up using all these tracks that I'd already kind of started that I haven't found a place for, but I've always loved, but they, they're kind of almost like, they sound almost like, you know, JRPG world map music or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah I like I, what you said about like leaning into that. 
Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I think I, I definitely find that tendency too when you do try to like, okay, let's like, let's songify this. You're like, let's add a beat, let's add another chord, like a section, and like, let's mm-hmm. write a melody that goes with this. If you have like a cool loop or something, you're trying to flesh it out. And yeah, I do like, I think that, I, I think a big part of it is, is your like is like actually a personality thing and like a self-esteem self-confidence thing and what you're mm-hmm. trying to do and like where your mindset is with what you're trying to create and and your self-image um because i think like you know if you're someone that wants comedy to be part of your practice like i think that's like a whole other you know um whole other ball game and it allows you to do a lot of things and i've actually like tr- been trying to like open up into that a little bit as well um, yeah, which here. is which i've never well, yeah which i never thought i would um but like on the other side of it, it's like it ends up the 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 response to that for me ends up kind of being a defining sound because like when I find that things are too twee, like and I and I cringe a little bit at that and there's probably a lot of reasons for that. But um, in the past and up till now, what I've done has just been to like take away those coloring notes, like uh-huh. take away the seventh or the third or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and like add a more add another like neutral thing. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I I don't want to like babble on about theory for people who might not be as first, but like, you know, what ends up happening is there's like a ton of like fourths, fifths and ones and like, that's it. And maybe like a a nine or a seven and here and there, but like, it's very like, it ends up being neither major nor minor. It just kind of has this like neutral glidey kind Mm -hmm. of like very, uh, stasis kind of presence. And Mm -hmm. I think that creates a lot of tension. Um, and you know, that's like that's also the basis of a lot of genres that I like I'm working in, you know, like techno and, and also like kraut rock as well has mm-hmm. a lot of that, like kind of like open tension. Um, you know, you, you don't tend to hear like a kraut track or something, maybe techno, but like you don't tend to hear tracks like that, that have like a minor chord that are just like ringing out on a minor, like spooky, like, right. you know, like chord progression. Um, and yeah, I think that like the emotional response to like hearing that, like trying to make something positive or negative and you kind of like overdo it. Um, I don't know. Like, I think there is like kind of another direction, which is just give up and like not <laughs> just, do, just do something else entirely. Yeah, I've and, done that so many times. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's, it's like kind of a cool, um, it's kind of a cool like uh, restriction to put on creativity to make things kind of go and, you know. I think my music's probably leaned a little bit too much on it. Actually, the stuff I want to work on in the future is might might try to finally like unlock that kind of proggy underbelly again. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it it's so like back to your question or whatever about synthesizers and and accessibility. Like I I think it's like yeah, I think all of that is just sort of a um, it's a balancing act and a lot of that has to do with uh with like self-image and and where you see yourself in the in the industry and and like Mm -hmm. i don't know i think like there's like a thing where people say it's like don't write for like write make stuff for yourself don't make it for the audience and it's like that's true i think that's a guiding principle but you can't like you can't argue that like no one's mind like crosses that like you know unless you're literally just making a tape to listen by yourself exactly Um, if you're taking the time to to put it out and and then actually like ask people to listen to it through promotion or 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 put another way something i like to do is like not think about like real life so much but um and this is like just a technique to make me not think about like the Uh actual audience and care about that shit but just creating an audience for yourself you know like a a character like doing a bit you know Mm -hmm. like just 
what would you know this character that this other p- part of me that like you know like the the part of me that like listens to like Joni Mitchell you know uh-huh. like <laughs> like and, and cries you know yeah. like yeah what would she what would she think about this record that that person that listens that's you know. funny I think um, about that too and actually yeah. Tim Heidecker is somebody that I've 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 often thought about as like. What would Tim think of this? Like, which is so weird to to have like yeah, people that I, I are so influential yeah. on you, you know, and Joni Mitchell. I mean, I was just listening to, I, I've listened to blue so much in the last like year and a half. I just, I love that song or that uh, album so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be more interested in thinking what uh, Davin Wood thinks of my music. Than yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is it Gavin or Davin? I think it's Davin. I think it's Davin. Um, yeah. Actually, amazing, I, I think more about amazing Doug. Amazing musician. Because, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I'm like, D- Doug would actually like this, but I don't, I don't think that Tim would like much of what I do. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, no, yeah, he's I a good sport though. He, yeah. I think he would like, he, he's, a, he has a positive attitude about it. And it's like, yeah. I literally think it's like, he's just like, I mean, he's not that much older than me, but like, <laughs> it's like a little, like, it's a little Gen Z kind of like older, <laughs> you know, like it's just, a. He likes what he likes and those people like what they like. And that's actually empowering. It's like, whatever you yeah, can like Dylan yeah. or whatever. Like I personally, you know, cancel me, but I really don't give a shit about Bob Dylan. Um, I like, most <laughs> of the, I'm, I like most of the other stuff they talk about on the, on the show, but, yeah, um, yeah. um, but yeah, like at the same time, I'm just like, all right, well, you know, it, whatever. It's like cringe for me to be like a Mike Patton, Mr. Bungle fan or whatever, but I'm just, I'm just going to lean into that. And like, you know, uh, just because I've got be- a couple friends because... that are just huge Mike Patton fans and yeah. like they, they've been trying to get me on board for a long time and, uh, Oof. I can't do it. That's a train. I, it, it, I can't do it, but I, I'm trying well, to think. I have my own version of that. I was thinking about. Oh, like I'm a. I, I love Ween. One, I oh I do, I do not like Ween actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did see Ween. I oh, I I tolerate Ween. I, okay. I'm not a fan. Like they're okay. fine. They're fine. Uh-huh. I don't I don't dislike them. Um, I always get. I also like. Uh, I get them mixed up with. They might be giants all the time. Oh right. And yeah. what's that other band that did the Pete and Pete theme song? Um. Oh. I what I forget. I but, would have uh, said they they might be giants, so I, I don't know. I, yeah, I get them mixed up with they might be giants, and Wayne fans hate when I do that. And I kind of I kind of <laughs> like that, that that makes them mad. Um, but I do have one for for the synth people or the or tape culture or like edit like producer culture people. There is one Mike Patton record. Um, I will try to remember the name of it, but it's like. I can't remember the name, but he basically did like a, a tape album, like okay. on the, on the road with a tape machine and it's like cut it up and like layered stuff. And it's all vocal performance, like mostly non lyrical, like mm-hmm. vocal, uh, abstract vocal performance. And it's very akin to like early, uh, early like music concrete and like tape music okay. and stuff. And it's, it's wild. Like there's okay. this one where he's like a thousand banshee screaming kind of sound. <laughs> it just sounds interesting. Uh-huh. Um, it's not like most of their other stuff, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of just thinking outside the box. Um, I was also talking with a friend about the Mars Volta the other day. That's another one that I like ran away from and I'm like, damn, I should, I should get back into that. Cause, uh, um, yeah that you know it, it could be cool now. if the if the zoomers are into like scene again <laughs> like my, my chemical romance is like big again then whatever i can have my like chuggy millennial <laughs> prog like <laughs> i've uh, had friends that try to get me into them and i never disliked them but it was like 
it was always like I don't know what to grab onto in this music, you know. Yeah, you, I don't. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I could answer what what it is. <laughs> like the, if I if I think about every individual element, I'm kind of like this sucks, but <laughs> for some reason it does it for me. So when when it's together, how did we end Not, up here? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're talking about Tim. And I said something oh, about no. Bob Dylan. Yeah, but the, I, I, well, I like the idea of like this, this, uh, this, this audience thing that you talked about. This like this fake audience, or like you know, my. It's basically whenever I'm making something that's inspired by, you know, somebody else, I'm always kind of you know thinking about it in the mixing process or whatever of like, like this, you know, Mount Erie, like those really dark doom metal Mount Erie albums kind of inspired a lot of like what I'm trying to do and it sounds nothing like that but like would he yeah, would Phil Elvrum yeah. like this yeah yeah I mean I think you can draw a line like to anything you know mm-hmm. yeah. my friends sometimes get pissed at me because I over relate like I'll, I'll just be like oh this sounds like this and it's like can you just let it be its own thing and I'm like no I can't yeah yeah I'm, <laughs> I hear, yeah totally I hear what I hear yeah uh-huh. I don't I mean I can shut the fuck up and not talk about it but I still <laughs> hear it you know <laughs> Well, kind of going, back, I think along this vein and like what you were talking about earlier, like, like, oh yeah, just like arpeggiate, arpeggiated fifths. Like I think of something like an arpeggiated fifth on like a really nice Moog voice is, is almost like a seasoning at this point. If you're cooking, like no one talks shit about fucking, you know, using, yeah. you know, you, as long as you don't use too much basil or too much time. I mean, that's you know? literally like, how I use this Moog half the time. I mean, I have this, this mother is someone gifted to me and like, yeah, it's like. It's like, oh yeah, you know what this needs? Yeah, <laughs> arpeggiated fifth on the Moog. It's I'm just funny gonna pepper that in there, and it's uh, often now like the next to last thing I add. It's like, oh yeah, that's what it needs. And yeah. I don't know, is that a pattern or like lazy or something? No, it's no, it's, it's a spice. It's a spice. It's yeah. a seasoning. I like mean, this, you can, this project if you I'm talking for about. it though. You'll often hear it. So yeah, it's, you know. Well, I think yeah. that's well, uh, kind of one of my gateways, and I'm gonna like totally. This is. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is. Leap. But one of my gateways into electronic music was Granddaddy, and I'm not familiar with that. Um, Granddaddy is just like a like a well, how would you like an indie alt or like two thousand, like the year two thousand. Um, wow, am I like showing that I know nothing by not knowing this? Someone's I don't be like, think what the so. Fuck? She doesn't know Granddaddy. No, no, no. I I mean, I don't. I listen like my my wife hates Granddaddy and. Um, because the singer's voice is kind of one of those things that's kind of hard to get around. He's a very specific way of singing that if I, and I, yeah, I like it he, because who's, I was, who's, who's his grandson, the chemical <laughs> brothers. No, no, no. Um, I'm trying to think that of like, a a joke. Good, <laughs> but I saw where you're going with it. I was trying to find like a comparison, but anyways, it's like, it's basically just like indie alt four, four time, you know, like bar chords and arpeggiated synths. Like, yeah, you know, that can be so good and it can be so shitty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, and and I is. feel like I, I'm kind of interested to hear what you think of granddaddy now. Like you're going to oh, say yeah, it's one of out. those two. You're going to, I don't think there's going to be an in-between. Yeah, you're going to be yeah. like, I really like this. I, I mean, I this. literally think they're like that, you, you know, I think a lot of people will shit on them. I actually got in a fight with a collaborator recently. Um, like, uh, uh, sorry, a debate. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but I felt a little, um, I actually felt a little like not good about it. Um, they, they were kind of like, I mean, they were certainly like taking the opportunity to like, you know, 
it was probably about something else that they were dealing with. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. always going through their, their stuff. But he basically was just going on about, like, one chord music and, like, it not being, like, you know, complex enough. You know, just making some, like, generalization of, like, basically every kind of argument you could ever make about music. Mm-hmm. Like, live versus not live, DJing right. versus instruments, like, yeah, yeah. jazz versus rock and roll, whatever, dude. Like, mm-hmm. who fucking cares, obviously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Like, there's obviously great music of, like, all different types and, like, mm-hmm. just shut up and enjoy it, you know. But, um, but yeah, like, I, it's, it's like, if you just describe that to a lot of people, I think they'll get turned off. For sure, um, yeah. Or if you yeah. say, like, oh, something doesn't have, like, uh, you know, talking about accessibility, it's like, I, I, I hear what you mean, but I also, I don't put, right, up till now, like, I don't have singing in my music. So, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, a big turnoff for a lot of people as well. Definitely, um, yeah. And like, yeah, but I think, I think what makes that kind of what you're describing, like, you know, indie drum chord thing, like what makes that good or bad is like the same reason that makes any, anything like groovy or not, you know, right. like any kind of style If someone's making funk or, or jazz or whatever, like house music, like there's, that's, that is like just intuition and musical musicality and skill. Definitely. Um, yeah. And, you know, and it's like, I mean, I have this joke, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was just basically like, you know your like thirst for authenticity and skill in that field is like not it's like not uh too much to ask as long as you're like willing to cough up the goods and like commit to it you know yeah Um, yeah i think that's something that comes with age too is just like like being able to let that go and just kind of go with like what you're saying like the intuition and just is that what you're saying kind of like eventually just like well what I'm, i'm talking about maybe like the um the the like debate not a debate but like the ever-present like struggle between like virtuosity and like diy uh yeah. not non-professional aesthetic mm-hmm. um in in the in the industry and like how uh, how certain styles uh how people that are very in like how, how like music is clicky and like scenes and people listen to stuff and i think that like there's kind of a like it's like anti-intellectualism on both sides in this uh-huh. like weird kind of <laughs> twisted way where like no one trusts, trusts the other side. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. and like they, th- everyone thinks they have it figured out. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know. This is a very esoteric point about music I'm making, but yeah, it's just like, no, uh, I, yeah, I've had, like, I've I, had similar conversations for sure. Yeah. Like I think, I think that like, um, my musical whatever journey has always has has seemed to go in like a place of uh back and forth between those extremes of like mm-hmm. of being like being very into very virtuosic music and then like shutting it and running away and like you know trying to like do something entirely different and the yeah. stuff that's like kind of in the middle is like really where the most interesting thing happens yep um, i can see and that I parallel think, with and my i think stuff. and i think that like yeah and i think that's kind of like partially what you were going after um, when you were talking about my stuff like uh, earlier. Um, but I also think that there's like so much like amazing, incredible stuff that happens there. Like, I mean, in synth music, like, I don't know, like stuff like Laurie Spiegel or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, the, the whole East coast, like, uh, modular scene, um, in like the seventies and eighties. Um, I mean, stuff like New York, um, you know, just like mm-hmm. New York, uh, lower East side, like 80s, 70s scene, like Arthur Russell, um, yeah like uh the power man you know talking heads all those guys the kitchen like everything you know it's mm-hmm. just like it's kind of this intersection of like um of of those things and it's like this anti-professionalism that i really like 
let like latch onto with it. Uh, like you're you're it's so freeing because like if you're not like at this high perfection like professional musician level, um, you know you you don't have to like um, you don't have to feel like you have to run away from it and do something that's like so folk, you know right. that it's like that yeah. Um, right. You know, obviously some people never do one or the other their whole lives, and that's fine. Um, yeah, but. No, I think listening through your music, it's I and uh, I'm I'm finding myself relating to like, I think we we work in very similar ways and have similar thought processes about these these you know our approach to making music because you know I've got a pretty wide span of stuff that I've done, but like you said, the stuff that I'm always kind of in the middle is the stuff that probably well actually I don't know if I would say best or not I don't like to really label but it's probably the stuff that that hits sure the is. hardest with when you know, yeah. um, but I think like. With like, yeah, I think, I hope, I hope you didn't take the, the accessibility thing. No, no, it's, it's actually, it's actually extremely flattering. Um, it's more so like, I wish that I was more able to, um, like, like when people mention that to me, like I see what they're saying and I see Mm -hmm. where they're going, but I can't, I've had a hard time like bottling that and selling it to myself okay, as, a, so, as a skill. Right, right. You know, like and, if I if I could figure out how to do that, I could produce. You know, I could be making pop music, I could be making whatever. Exactly. You know. And that's yeah, what that's yeah. you just kind of hit on what I was that's this is the thing I was searching for. I was I remembered I had a thing I wanted to say. But what comes what translates to me is that that was not something that you were like, I I want to make accessible music. Right. You made something and it happened to be that way. And, and, and when you can tell that there it's genuine like that, um, or it's like, a, I don't want to say, yeah, genuine. It's like a raw expression. I feel like that translates to the listener. And I feel like that's the stuff that really hits me. Like I literally was like doing the dishes and cleaning the house today, like yeah. dancing to, to your stuff. Thank and you. then I listened to your, your Prague album, the, the, Wait, don't I was trying to remember it. Radical uh, American radical, Hippie yeah. yeah. I listened That's to that twice through today. With C-H-R-O-M, yeah. Yeah. Um Thank you. Yeah. But I, it all, I'm very we're really we're very proud of our of our child. That it's record. so good. Yeah. It's so good. And <laughs> and I think there's I think there's something that I feel like maybe I'm projecting something that I hope people hear in my music, because this is all very theoretical, but I feel like I can always tell when there is like raw passion and expression happening that happens to be good versus trying to be a good producer and making something. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I think in that case, it was kind of born out of the collaboration. I say it to a lot of people like, I mean, uh, Charlie, my good friend, uh, CH ROM is, is half of that record. There's about 10 people on it, but we, we, we wrote most of the music. Um, but it, I said, it's like, that actually taught me a lot. Cause it's like the, it's kind of like the weirdest, most straightforward record I've ever worked on. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, so not, not straightforward. It's like the weirdest, most like uh, fleshed out, like lush, yeah, right? Instrumentation wise thing I've ever mm. worked on, and like, it's like the most straightforward, um, sober thing that he's ever worked on. Uh-huh. <laughs> like his music is actually. Uh, I also really highly recommend his music. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a lot like. He has a record called Clowns in the Maze. Like if that makes, you know, puts <laughs> okay. it into con- like concept there. Like oh. it's very, uh, it's very like that side of that record. Um, okay. And, um, and it's beautiful, you know, and it's like, it, it really allowed me to open up. And like, uh, I think, I think we worked well. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, artistic uh, uh, WD-40 we had to throw in there, but uh-huh. like it works, right. you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Artistic WD forty. I mean, we like that. We there, you know, when you're when you're when you're really close to someone and you you can be honest with them, you know, artistic. we're, we're both very rigid. I remember yeah. being like, I remember us having this argument over some really stupid thing about like what, what measure to put something in. And it was just like, I had to say something like, well, like, you know, it's a subjective art form and, uh, you know, we have a difference of opinion here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah. just going to leave it. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's definitely not an intentional, um, th- I think like, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to self-diagnose or be like necessarily an activist in this field, um, right now. But like, I do actually think like it comes from, I don't know. I've always like, whatever, call me woohoo hippie crystal, like don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I definitely feel like some spectrumy thing going on with me and, and like in, in my music and my creativity, especially. Um, and, and like, there's some, there's some things that I just like, and I, I noticed this even when I was like a child taking like piano lessons and stuff, there were just certain things like with my peers where like, you know, I, I felt creative and like I could do a lot with the instrument, but like there were certain like rigid um, kind of uh, techniques and concepts that I could just never, I could like theoretically understand them, but like in terms of the actual execution and like being present and being able to like play an instrument in that way or make something in that way, it just doesn't really like, I can't quite get there even if I try to practice and like do mm-hmm. like very traditional practicing and like playing yeah. scales and stuff. It just doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people can relate to this, but, um, uh, I think like where, when I'm working on something and, um, I, f- I notice that kind of like, it doesn't quite get to that virtuosic level. It doesn't have like that interesting, like it's not quite there, you know, like I think I just make up for that with like, whatever you would call, you know, groove, soul, fleshing out in terms just is just like novelty, I think mm-hmm. is another way to put yeah. it. Like yeah. just kind of like you take something that's a little simple and you kind of muddy it up or dirty it up a little bit that's, or rough around the edges and yep. that it, it gives it it makes it more human, I think, mm-hmm. and, and more interesting. Um, and then, and then suddenly as the producer, like for whatever reason I did X, Y, Z and now my ears are hearing something that's like palatable and sounds good to me mm-hmm. rather than something that doesn't sound finished. And I didn't actually change any notes necessarily or something. It's right. more just like a feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I do, th- or, I do or the same starts, thing or it starts that way from the beginning more often, you know, just yeah. a lot of it's improvised kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. I find as I, as I'm just doing it more and getting older, um, just more experience, I'm, I'm better at getting to that point faster, but I think a lot of the, um, the stuff that I would say that I'd make was maybe a little too JRPG or a little too like, you know, goofy, not in a good, like too sweet, you know, I, yeah. I kind of, I'll run it through, you know, run, try running it through some, some fuzz and pitch it down, you know, an octave and slow it down and like, then make something that's Classic like chip tune move. Yeah. Right. Just like, just kind of destroy <laughs> something in a way, like yeah. destroy something beautiful and make it like this, like, r- like, yeah, rust, I mean, like rusty beauty or something I mean, like running stuff through tape is, is fun, you know, and it's like kind yeah. of, it's kind of pastiche, but like, it sounds good, you know, like whatever, There's if it works for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not, I mean, I, I did a record that was like all cassette. I don't know if I would do that again immediately, but like, you know, if it's like layered in a bunch of shit no, no one's going <laughs> to listen to it and be like, Oh, they're doing a tape thing. Like that's lame or, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, I'm, right. I'm, so, 
no, I'm showing my whole ass with my insecurity here, this conversation, but uh, that's, that's me on so many episodes. So no, it's good. It's you're in good company. It's funny you mentioned JRPG and like, and, and, and like finding yourself there. Cause I was actually the other day, like, I was like, damn, I, I could, I could, I should go back to that and like make some JRPG. I mean, when I was younger, that's like, I was like really into that kind of music. I mean, still yeah. like, or don't the Final just Fantasy RPG, seven. But, yeah, I never, I, I was never, it. I was never a fine, I was never a Sony girl, so that's the problem. Okay. Like I, okay. <laughs> I, I was Nintendo all the way, um, just, just for like economic reasons, or I guess right, my right. family, my parents just like had a brand yeah. identity, so that was my <laughs> brand identity. Um, yeah, I got what was handed down to me from older cousins. So me too, but we were like an extended Nintendo. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. When I went to someone's <laughs> house and like. They had a Genesis. It was just kind of weird. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you go to your friend's house and like you know they they have a nice house, but it's like it smells different, and the way that they make their food is like kind of <laughs> weird. And they have a Genesis. And I'm it's like Sonic, yeah, yeah. Sonic's fun, but then the other games are kind of like, what's this? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's yeah. So, but like yeah, Koji Kondo and like all. I, I'm trying to just get really. I was trying to learn some like stuff like that the other day, and. um yeah, it's it's very. I mean, I can't. You know, whatever people have made that comparison, and it, yes, it is. Like, I'm not actively thinking about video game music when I make music, but it's right. It's it's in there. It's in the yeah. noggin, and it's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just started playing um, Mother Two again for the first time in like ten years or twelve years, like Earthbound. Okay. Um, okay. Amazing music. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely recommended, like chippy, jazzy funk, like the, okay. the fight, the fight um, music. I mean, it's kind of a parody of like JRPGs, the whole game. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Is that, can um, you get that on Switch? Um, currently, no. Okay. Um, it's not on virtual console. It's a SNES game. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm playing it on an emulator. Okay. Okay. Um, if anyone wants the ROM for it, just uh, DM me, and I'll <laughs> I'll send you a, a SNES ROM. I mean, it's freely available on the internet, but right. I have it. I have it. <laughs> well, I've I've become a Nintendo person lately because we got a Switch over the pandemic, and um, yeah, Switch is I think one of the greatest consoles of all time. And yeah. I'm on my second pass through of Breath of the Wild. I just love oh, nice. that game so much. I was very like averse when I was deep in the techno triarchy a few years ago. Like I was, I was very like the like gamer that did it. Like you know, like this is lame again. Like when Fortnite and esports and stuff were starting to pop off and gamer yeah. chairs and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is where this is going. Fuck this. Yeah. I just like kind of you know, obviously like there's other stuff and other people in the scene and. Um, I don't know. I've, I've found myself circling back to it and embracing it once again. It's weird. Somehow yeah. in some kind of Orborean twist of fate, I have become gamer girlfriend. So <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but yeah. it is what it is. So, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not a serious, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm very I'm arcade. Not either. I'm like, yeah. I'll play smash or Mario Kart. And that's basically, you know, but I do watch Tim Rogers videos. I don't know if you know about his. No, stuff, but no, I've never. So I'm, I'm never been into gaming culture really. Like yeah, I've always kind of been on that. Like just like, I'll wild, play. it seems right. a little too. Yeah. It seems, I mean, I'm already in a pretty like in depth scene with modular and it's right. very positive. Well, it that's seems a whole like, other, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying it's positive. Very. Oh, that's interesting. It is one of the most open, um, inclusive and just like sweet musical, um, e- like ecosystems I've been in ever. 
um that's actually surprising to hear if i can be honest yeah i would yeah. I, I i wouldn't expect i guess we haven't really talked talked on this but i'm not i'm actually not much of a modular um right yeah no i i'm for various reasons but yeah which we can get into but that's actually that's that's so funny yeah so like i think of like i think of music scenes and i think of like gearhead and and like dj culture and electronic music and stuff and there's a lot of toxicity or at least there was but it's there still is for sure but i guess but i but also though i haven't really been in the specifically the modular scene and that could be like a whole other ball game for sure yeah well, like, so I say it's, it's, this is kind of like the, the double-edged sword of it. It's, it's extremely inclusive and open and positive and not a lot of egos floating around in it. Um, but still like if you really crunch the numbers, probably not that diverse, like overall, it's probably, you know, yeah. um, like a, a high piece of the biggest piece of that pie is probably white males. Um, but there's, I think there's something about because it's i think it's it's forming around a, a a technology rather than a style of music you have every style of music so you like if you go to a modular show like modular well, showcase here in seattle it's like well i mean i'm not saying that that's definitely not every style well of not music. every style of music but every every subset of electronics so you have I like harsh noise <laughs> I Where's love the, the modular pe- bluegrass. Um, call me lo- when you got. Call me when you got bluegrass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not every style, but you know, going from <laughs> harsh noise to, you know, ambient to like a techno. You know, like these are all like pretty, pretty different worlds. So you just got all these different types of people, and and I think, um, you have to be. It's pretty nerdy. So I think there's generally just like, and yeah. you know. It's getting bigger, but it's definitely very, it's like a subset of a subset of a subset of a niche already. Well, I mean, to me, so. frankly, the biggest thing is like the, the, I mean, I'm sure this is a hot topic on your show. I'm not a regular listener, but the, like the cost of entry, I think is like, the that's a huge part, which is, yeah. which is changing whatever. I know mm-hmm. the whole, you know, I know the, the, the line, but yeah, like traditionally that's been like, yeah, you know, that's at least for me, you know, whatever, sure. not to be, not to be like, oh, I'm the poor queer person, like <laughs> passing the same $5 around to a GoFundMe. Like, but, um, it's like, if I, you know, it's like between, uh, between spending that money and like having a pirated soft synth, like, and a MIDI keyboard, like, you know, the answer is clear to me. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I love yeah. synths. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually about to borrow some, uh, some, a lot of modular gear for, for a month or so. So, you know, Maybe my mind will change uh, very strongly, but yeah, it's like, I feel like the, the cost of entry is probably the single biggest reason why that's like a more, you know, homogenous group. Cause like, you know, Definitely. where is wealth, where is wealth concentrated and free time concentrated in like coastal and major American cities? It's like yeah. people in tech, people in creative, like, you know, it's like white dudes and that's like, you know, it's not their fault. It's fine. But yeah, yeah it's just like, uh, I'm on VCV rack. No, right. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And, and that's, you know, that's, I mean, one of the reasons I started a podcast is so I could, I could hope to have it get big enough to where I could demo right. gear for people. Cause I can't afford to buy it either. Like, right. Right. Um, so and like, you have, right. People send you stuff. Yeah. 
oh, it's worked. So cool. It's, it's Honestly, worked out pretty well. Uh, yeah. I need. Okay. I need to. I need to change <laughs> career paths. I mean, I, I feel kind of podcasting. <laughs> feel kind of gauche saying that, but it. it, it no, it tr- that's like, tight. No, it truly was it. like if I. I mean, it was just more like a, I want more of this stuff. I can't afford it. But if I could get to a point where I could, it's mutually beneficial. I get to talk yeah. about this stuff no, for people. That's and how stuff. the game is played. Exactly. That's how we it's, do business. It's right. Yeah. I'm I'm bad you scratch at business. my back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Nam. But I think. Right. 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 <laughs> I think though. I think you'd be you'd be happy to to see like if, you know if you got into the scene that there are a lot of um you know there are a lot of organizations and and individuals with like their there's their like their purpose and goal with what they're doing is to try to make it more inclusive um socioeconomically and just on all fronts you know there's a lot of really awesome um you know either synth societies or cult you know centers where they they yeah. offer synth libraries and stuff like that like, it, there's a it's like a femme synth lab i think i saw them on instagram i think it's in la maybe okay um, yeah, I'm not just sh- like a, there's like there's a bunch a- of like, you know, it's like, like you said, like free clinics and stuff where people could go in. And, um, uh, I mean, in, in Boston where I used to live, there's this company Maven that used to have like a workshop. I mean, it was more like DJ centric, but still, you know, just like, um, resources, I think. Yeah. Like library style stuff is like really crucial mm-hmm. for that kind of like, I mean, it's like, it's like mutual aid, you know, um, mm-hmm. or, or even, or even like, um, um, you know, like the, the union of allied, whatever musicians and music workers, the like mm-hmm. instruments, instruments in a prisons, um, yeah. Like yeah. program. I mean, I like, I, I don't know what the restrictions are on synthesizers, but I feel like that's like a good use of that, te- like technology. Um, yeah. Well, specifically there's a woman named Alyssa DeRubis who I had way back in the day on the show, but she went and she managed to get like make noise, no coasts into, a prison for oh, and, cool. and, and do workshops and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, you know, I think, yeah, it's, 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 it's prohibitively expensive in a lot of ways, but I think there's also, you know, there are, there are people whose, whose companies are like aimed at trying to make sim- more simple and accessible stuff, um, you know, to where like, I forgot who I heard talking about it, but they were basically like saying they, they didn't want to create something that, they wanted to create something that somebody who like worked really hard at a summer job could get at the end of this, you know, right. of saving up after a summer job or something like that. So it's something that's uh, on people's mind. Um, you know, and God bless Behringer for, you know, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. For, 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 you know, being that whatever someone has to do it. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot you know, of, there's a lot of Behringer hate out there, but it's also like, I, well, I've always, that. yeah, I've always yeah. said like, you know what? You don't if, have to if, buy the Behringer. It's like you don't, don't have to buy, buy a, exactly. you, don't have, you don't have to buy a Squire guitar. I'll buy one more for yeah. me. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, like I mean, I my uh, Charlie C H Rom has that. He has the Behringer, the semi modular, whatever uh-huh. it's called, Model D. I think. Fu- yeah, it's fucking cool. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Like yeah. he has other shit too. That's the beauty of it. You can also have other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, also, I I kind of feel like there are kids in cages in our country like choose your battles you know like yeah is the, yeah is the well, Behringer, I mean, is that, that gonna that'll be <laughs> always that'll always be a yeah but i just mean like yeah i think the problem should not be that Behringer's making this i think the problem is like why are your module what why why is your cost of living so high that you feel you need to charge this amount to your customers to be a boutique synth 
operator in the first place, right? <laughs> like, let's talk about tax reform. Let's talk about, you know, like all this kind of, yeah, like. Yeah, there, it's, we, we we're do getting live, mad at symptoms, right? We do be living in a society after <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, speaking yeah, of sure. instruments, though, in Squires, yes. Um, are you playing bass on ten-year warranty? I am playing bass on ten-year warranty. Yes, fucking is so <laughs> grooving. I <laughs> thank you. And I it's knew couple, that was a real well, it's bass. A, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a couple it's bass not, lines, right? It's yeah. It's not real. I'm not. Yeah, I do. I I I would. Um, one of my goals for this record cycle is to it do um the pipe dream is to tour it but at least um i want to do at least one show in new york and at least one show in la god willing mm-hmm. um with like a band um and oh, cool. i i would like to get i do have a basis in mind okay um that will remain nameless uh that that can handle that uh that baseline but um Wait, was that yeah, a plug-in I, bass or was no, that a synth bass? Uh, or you're playing bass, no, it was right? A bass. There's okay, two, okay. There's, there, there's there's a bunch. There's two things. There's three things going on. There's like uh-huh. a, the very first thing you hear is a synth. Yeah. Um, I actually think that's like Ableton. Um, and then there's two electric bass lines. Yeah. Or, or there's like one, but I'm kind of like, I'm editing myself. I played it half like measure just because I couldn't move my hand fast enough. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I do moonlight as a session bassist. Okay. I, I was going to, I was going to say, I didn't see, I, cause I, I saw in the credits and some of the band camp songs that, you know, you obviously credited anybody who wasn't you. And then I didn't see any extra credit. And I was like, damn, that no, is some yeah. ripping bass playing. Yeah. I played, I played all the instruments on that. Um, nice. But you know, I, I, I also like part of my practice is, is, um, I, I lean into the Ableton like edit like it's it's edited it's not yeah for sure no but I mean it's it's superhuman future like warped bass in Ableton clip view like you know it's and so are the drums and everything yeah it's like I don't I don't hide that um well I think that's also that's part of that's part of a skill you're not just a bass player you're a producer who knows how to make fucking you know your it's just tone man I just know about the The, tone the tone is great yeah (laughs) everything else you can click Click, click, yeah. click. <laughs> you just got to get your tone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're really vibe. good at finding that on all the instruments, like you're mixing and, and just like the, like down to the, like the EQing on just all the instruments and the way it's all balanced is, is like masterful. It sounds so, so oh, thank good. You. I'm super into it. Um, I think well, part of that is like, uh, I like, uh, I like working with people that can set things up well for me, like uh-huh. the engineer on, on some of the drums and the bass and stuff there, my friend Ryan. Um, it's just good source sound. I think that's the main thing. But yeah, I think I, I, the rest of that, I, I couldn't tell you what that is. I think that's just like in the mixing process, a, a million tiny decisions that you're ears, totally, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have no training in that at all, but I feel like I'm I, I'm good at mixing my stuff and I don't really know if the techniques that i'm using are the ones you're supposed to yeah. use but except live drums that's that's really the uh i've tried and i like i was in school for a second without that and and i still i i mean i think i got lucky on on tenure warranty with the with the drum mix but it's usually a a hair a hair loss uh experience <laughs> for me are you um, playing so are you're playing live drums on it too or yes oh yes. nice so you recorded in a studio uh, I recorded the bass and the drums in a uh-huh. studio. Yeah. Okay. I usually okay. work at home and then I'll like go in and 
replace or add a couple things with like other instruments. Okay, cool. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And mixing at home and stuff. Generally, yeah. Um, for this record, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've been able to get a, um, a room in the apartment to be a studio. It doesn't sound the best, but it, um, yeah, just out of necessity. I mean, a lot of what I do is in the box. Um, yeah. To where, like, I really, I kind of embrace that this time around. I, 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 would, I feel like in the past I've gone and done, like, an outboard mix. Um, but I don't know. This is just such a, like, digital record. I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of uh, live instruments on it. There's a lot of woodwinds. Mm-hmm. Um, but the core of all the tracks is like Ableton um, and, and like and like flat kind of digital spaces and sounds and like the reverbs and stuff are kind of reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not meant to sound um, real necessarily. So um, so this time I was kind of like, I'll just mix it. I don't even care like if it sounds weird and other speakers so much like it's it's made like I'm, I'm just going to kind of like make it for this space because that's where I made it. And it's uh-huh. like important. It's like it's like part of the product. I think that it just kind of sounds like that. Well, sounds really good to me. Um, when does the album come out? Um, that is TBD. Probably uh, it's Q1, Q2, 2022. Is I the saw current, that. <laughs> um, le- leaving records. I would say probably closer to Q2 right now. Okay. Um, another issue with music right now is the vinyl is so backed up. Um, I've, I've of, had something finished for months that won't be out yes, until next year. Yes, because the the Biden administration or something it's yeah. it's it's their fault. No, um, <laughs> I was in a, <laughs> I was uh, in my hometown uh, and I was in the beer section and I was buying beer and this old dude, like you know, like boomer age. <laughs> Thanks, had, Joe Biden. He he had he had grabbed a a twelve pack of beer. There's no one with him. All they He's got not- is Yingling now. <laughs> He grabbed some beer and he's not with anybody. Um, and he's not talking to anybody specifically, but he goes, <laughs> I guess, I guess I'll have to buy this beer, even though Joe Biden made it more expensive. And I was just like, what the fuck yeah, are you talking about, dude? Like, he did. <laughs> he said, I'm going to make this more expensive. Let's go. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, the but yeah, so the vinyl is like really delayed. So whenever it does come out, the record record is going to probably be a few months later. But I don't know. It seems fine. There's like a lot of artists right now that seem to be just like putting up an image of a mock up of a record and still selling it out. So um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the demand is certainly high because all these yeah. like fucking vinyl heads. Right. Um, it's almost like, well, why do it? You know, if it's if it's so like the supply chain stuff is so intense and it's honestly like not a very green, uh, no, uh, it's just the whole process kind of is like sucks. And I, you know, I could, I could go on about the sound quality aspect, but, um, but it's like this prestige thing. And then you feel like a fucking loser if you don't have it out on vinyl. I know I don't have an album on vinyl yet. And that's something I've always wanted. You probably have feelings about, right? Yeah. 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 And like, and like, yes, you could theoretically like just drop $5,000 and just make it. Uh-huh. But then like someone else didn't do pay for some of it. So then you feel like, you know, it's like, I, yeah, everybody I feel like has in the past few years, like has gone through some version of this and, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless you're, once you get to a certain level, I guess it doesn't, that question kind of gets answered for you. But, um, yeah. When you're out here in the in the mean streets having to make these decisions, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I'm doing, I wouldn't be paying for this record like completely myself, but I would, you know, it's like 
it's a decision you have to make because you're like, well, how many people are going to buy this? How many yeah. people are going to buy downloads? Like, because once you do the record, like you owe the you owe the label money, you know? Right. So yeah. Um, I'm like, I mean, whatever. I didn't write this for vinyl, but we're gonna we're gonna do some vinyl. So people like to have an artifact. Yeah. I mean, I I do. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I think it's I'm, generational yeah. thing. Maybe I don't know, but no, totally. I mean, I like cassettes too. I just I, I love I, cassettes. Yeah, I love cassettes. I also just think that certain things sound good on cassette, and certain things weren't designed to sound good on cassette. And right. Yeah. This is yeah. You have to kind of like. I mean, I whatever. I ran a label for like ten years, and um, <laughs> this kind of <laughs> thing came up quite quite often. Uh huh. So, uh-huh. Yeah. What was the label called? I was called Jass. Jass. J A S S. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, fun little project. Well, we're we're uh, we're just over an hour, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, oh, you're fine. This is uh, this has been awesome. I feel like I could, you know, go on and on. Um, so I'm excited for this record. You want a tour, but you're obviously going to wait until that. You know when the record's coming out to try to tour. Uh, I mean, hey. Um, if anyone is asking, uh, yeah. my, my, my DMS are open, Okay, but, was, but, if you're, like, but, if you're... but just saying like, yes, the idea I guess would be to tour around the release of the record. Uh, one, one would assume. Okay. Well, if you want to come out to Seattle, let me know. I can I see would if love I can to. talk I mean, to I some s- people. I feel like that's kind of a must do at this point. The um, synth scene's getting pretty awesome. Yeah. Here. I mean, the other thing that's actually been an issue for me in my uh, quote unquote career is like I do a lot of different things and mm-hmm. depending on um, when you see me perform, I'll either be doing like DJing or like doing like a very high energy kind of live set mm-hmm. um, or like a very not high energy mm-hmm. or introspective um, like improvised synth thing or something Mm -hmm. you know um and you know they're all fun and i don't want to like pigeonhole myself and just do one thing but it's like yeah like uh putting a tour together like i feel like in some cities it would make more sense to do one or the other and like it's harder to book like oh tonight i'm gonna dj oh then tomorrow i'm gonna do you know and it's like especially if there's other acts or if you want to bring a band it's like it just like logistically gets weird but um yeah touring is the best i would love to do it again um anyone in seattle would love to come out um never been yeah well if you end up coming out let me know and uh yeah i can help you get 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 uh acquainted with the scene and and stuff so whoa would love that awesome the last thing i ask of the guest and this is totally optional so we can edit it out if you don't have time or don't want to do it, but I do something called the patch challenge. And I know you don't have a, a synth, but I do have a synth. I mean, a, a, a modular synth, I guess. I As, have a um, semi-modular synth. Perfect. I just basically give uh, a random adjective and a random noun pairing. And then um, once we're done recording here on your own time, just make a piece of music based off of that, like three to five minutes long for me to play at the end of the episode. Okay. Are on, you on the, on the On the mother? Yeah. Cool. Let me get my patch challenge generator app opened here. This thing's kind of clunky. I have clunky. the mother and I have the, um, what's it? The, the Volca FM. Oh, nice. That, I like that so, thing. I think that thing sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, Volca writes, Volca pride, haters. I, one of haters my, get out of here. my favorite things I've ever done was like all, almost all the drums were on Volca beats. Yeah. 
Um, oh, that's so on the nose. This thing is cryptic explosions. Uh, slippery, yes. No, thank you. Slippery, yes. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Like, um, yes, the band. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think some of these are words. I could do slippery, yes. I think that's kind of cool sounding. Slippery, slippery, comma, yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Kay, thank you for, so much for your time. Um, thank you, where Tim. Do you, where do you want... <laughs> thank you, Tim. <laughs> Have you had that in the can the whole time? <laughs> uh, no, it just came up. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a guy at the, the synth shop that every time I go in there, cause we're both, you know, offies. He's like, every time I leave, thank you, Tim. <laughs> thank you, for, Tim. The, for those who don't know, that's a common job from office hours. Um, anyways, so, where do you want to direct people for your stuff? Um, you can find me on social media at time warp, uh, T I M E W H A R P except on Instagram. My Instagram is USA underscore K that's USA underscore K A Y E. Um, and, Bandcamp, timewarp.bandcamp with an H. Um, also, leavingrecords.com. That is the label um, for this newest music. So it's all there as well. But yeah, social media, Bandcamp. Um, you know, if you use your streaming apps, yes, I am there as well. Um, cool. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Insert political statement about streaming services. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, link, link in bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Link in show description. Also, Bandcamp. Yeah. Band Smash camp that make... subscribe button. <laughs> I wish Bandcamp could allow you to do playlists of what you've purchased. If they did that, I would completely... Oh, because you can just do a collection instead? Yeah, because that way I could just like put it on and leave it play all day and just like listen to all my shit like, and not have to like go to the phone and, and constantly... Like, you know, I could put oh, it on the background at a party or app, something like that. The app doesn't allow you to do a playlist? Not that I've seen. I don't think so. I mean, I feel like you'll have to uh, utilize your free high-quality download and uh, set that up in your own music jukebox player Yeah, I know. Choice. Yeah, <laughs> which is feels You're gonna so have to get antiquated VLC to me. and yeah. Winamp open <laughs> and uh, set up uh, room share audio. <laughs> And finally, if uh, if you would like, is there anything you would like to scream from the modular mountaintops? It's a lot of pressure. Is there anything I would like to scream from the modular mountaintops? Or the synth uh, mountaintops? Uh, uh, chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> have, have fun. Yeah, I like it. All right, enjoy Slippery Yes from Time Warp.
All right, that's our show. I want to say thank you so much to Kay for coming on and uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you've been a long time listener, I appreciate that. And if, uh, you know, if you're a first time listener, well then welcome. Um, thank you as well to Patchworks, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all of your synthesizer needs. And if you need to spice up uh, one of your boring meals at home, then I highly suggest you check out some of that secret aardvark sauce. Um, link in the show description for all that. Don't forget about new systems, instruments, inertia, super fun, crazy, versatile module. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week, but um, I made a pretty deep Benjolin video. Um, so if, you're, if you've ever been curious about what the Benjolin is and how it works, head over to After Later Audio's uh, YouTube page and check it out. Um, more cool videos coming in the future. Uh, what else? Seriously, go check out some Time Warp music. Um, it's great packing music. I've been, I hate packing. It sucks, but... Time Warp, the, the the newer, the last like four or five tracks that have come out have been just like on repeat. Thank you once again to everybody who supports me on Patreon. It helps to keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod. I really appreciate it. Um, and this is just a reminder to you if you're one of those people, because I've been this person for numerous um, Patreon accounts, is like, I keep meaning to do that. But then I forget, because you, once you're done listening to the podcast, you're not really thinking about it anymore. But this is the end of the podcast, so maybe now's the time, you know? For the cost of what you'd spend on one patch cable, you get to support this great enterprise that brings you four episodes a week with new people from our lovely synth community. Did I sell it? I need to... Kay actually gave me a good idea. I need to I need to make some sort of, like, goal and pledge. Like, if I get to X amount of subscribers, I'll do X. So let's let's figure out what that could be. Um... I don't know, call me sometime, we'll talk about it. Um, and once again, possibly taking next week off. Uh, depends on how the move goes and if I have time to uh, whip another one out for you. Um, and then sadly, last week I forgot to do the secret word for if you listen all the way to the end of the outro. So I think I need a really good one this week. Um, I usually just say them as they pop into my head. Uh... And nothing's popping in right now. How about we do... Okay, I got it. I just I just looked at some artwork that I have with some bisons on it. Excuse me, bison. Bison is the plural of bison. Anyways, when we were in Yellowstone, my wife and I, when we... Well, me, I started saying it and then it, it stuck. But, you know, bison are either in a herd, but some of the, sometimes the males hang out in small groups or alone. So if we saw one alone, I'd be like, oh, check it out, a bachelor bison boy. So just put in the comments, Bachelor Bison Boy, but spell boy B-O-I. That's how I'll know that you made it all the way to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening to Podular Modcast. I really appreciate that you do that. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs>